You know, when you have a show about gratitude, you've got to be grateful for your sponsors. And in our life of gratitude, you know, we all have guides. Somebody that guided us through our lives, that made us appreciate those things that we have. And that's why I'm so delighted and so grateful for our sponsor, Life Guides. Life Guides is a peer-to-peer community that helps people navigate through their day-to-day stressors by providing a place of empathy, listening, wisdom, and support with a guide who has walked in your shoes, experiencing the same challenge or life experience as you. A true life guide. And because you're listening to our gratitude podcast, if you go to their website, lifeguides.com forward slash schedule a demo and add the code HEALTHY. 2021. The code is HEALTHY2021 in the free text box. You'll get two months of their services for free. Two months for free. So sign up, show your team you care, get a life guide, be grateful for those guides in your life as I am grateful for our sponsor, Life Guides. Hey, welcome everybody to Leading with Gratitude Live. I'm your host, Chester Elton, the Apostle of Appreciation, coming to you live in the color from the Gratitude Epicenter of the Universe Summit, New Jersey. Not a lot of people know that. We're streaming live on LinkedIn. We're brought to you by our good friends at the Methods Network. And we're so delighted for our gratitude community to join us every week. You know, we always say, give us 30 minutes. We'll give you 30 minutes of great information, a little bit of inspiration, and a roadmap to a life of gratitude at work and in your personal life. Well, this is all made possible by our good friends at the Methods Network. We want to give them a shout out. Look, if you're looking to invest in your leadership abilities, if you want to grow personally, no better place to go than Methods. There's the website right there, methodsof.com. Sally Helgeson's got a great uh, program there. We've got one on teams. Marshall Goldsmith, the greatest executive coach of all time, has got a wonderful course there. And because you're listening to our show, well, if you sign up for the annual membership and check out, if you put in Gratitude 2022, you get a 50% discount. It's all great fun. Hey, listen, I want to introduce you to our new friend. His name is Dan Deere, and I'm going to give you a little bit about his story and his remarkable background. Dan Deere is an author, change maker, speaker, and co-creator of Access Consciousness, one of the largest personal development companies practiced in 176 countries. Here is the founder of International Being You Day. And for over 20 years, he has traveled the world, sharing unique insights on happiness, relationships, and more. Growing up in the ghetto in Los Angeles, here was exposed to a constant abuse. However, he never chose to be a victim. In his talks and workshops, he uses a set of tools and provides step-by-step energetic processes to get people out of the conclusions and judgments that are keeping them stuck in a cycle of no choice and no change leading them into moments of awe that they have the power to change anything. Please welcome to the show our new friend, Dr. Dane here. Welcome to the show, Dane. Thanks, Chester. What a pleasure it is to be with you all. Listen, we, we it's, it, it's all of us. I love the way you said that. We've got our question command center in Wichita, Kansas. We got Janice Perkins. We call her JP. And she'll be monitoring the chat. If you got any questions for Dane, Put them in the chat, and we'll love to have JP talk to us about it. Well, listen, let's kick things off. For people that uh, don't know your work very well or are meeting you for the first time, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to being so passionate about what you do now. 
Well, I'll tell you, uh, my entire life, I've been somebody who knew something else was possible. I would say I've been a seeker from the time I was a little kid. And yet I didn't find very much that matched what I knew was possible. And I tried everything I could find. And I got to a place 21 years ago where I had been unhappy for the better part of three years. And for the first time in my 30 years on the planet, I'd finally given up hope that it could change. And I set a date to end my life. And really, all I wanted to change was to be happy and to have more ease in my life. And that's a very long story that I won't go into, but I set a date six months in the future to end my life. Two weeks after that, I came across something called Access Consciousness. I had one session. I went into it depressed and suicidal, and it transformed in an hour and 15 minutes. And I came out of it with a sense of gratitude for being alive and the awareness that the miracles I always knew were possible could actually exist. Well, fast forward 21 years later, and I've, I've joyfully enjoyed the last 21 years of being a co-creator of this body of work that is now in 176 countries around the world. And we have over 13,000 facilitators at this point. And it's, it's such an amazing gift and joy to be able to give people the tools in the trenches of life that they require so they can change things so they know they're different they can be different and there are different possibilities that exist for them too. Now, what a remarkable story. You know, you go from really the depths of despair to being so grateful. Walk me through, how do you start with this access consciousness? What was the, <clears throat> that moment where you went, hey, I can change things? Well, my start was with something called access consciousness bars, which is one of about 8,000 tools that we have but it's a light touch technique that's done on the head. It's a light touch point therapy. And that gave me, I, I was, what I'd say is I was, I was like this, you know, I was really contracted. The world was getting me down. And I know a lot of people know what that's like in the last two years, especially. And what it did was it felt like it just took and it went and gave me space. I had space in my head for the first time in literally years and that gave me the sense also of, of what I knew was true and what I knew should exist actually could. Because part of my lack of hope was believing, knowing something should be possible and not ever finding the tools or the ways to create it. And so that beginning for me started me on a journey of, well, if this is possible, literally going from depressed and suicidal to gratitude for being alive and joy of being alive and knowing I won't go back there. If this is possible this quickly, what else is possible? What else you got? And I started working with the founder of Access. We became fast friends upon meeting each other. There was just a click there. And so we started back and forth looking at what creates limitation, but also how do we go beyond the limitations and inspire people to choose possibilities sustainably and ongoingly, but also in a way that grows exponentially. You know, that's really interesting. I, I, I'm, a, I, I'm realizing more and more there are those moments, right, that change our trajectory. And that was a, was a moment for you. You know, what I love about our, our show is we get people from all over the world, right? We've got Hafiz from Pakistan. We've got Scott from South Carolina, Maddie from New York, Maria from L.A., and uh, Tariq from Calgary. I, I, having grown up in Canada, I always want to say from Calgary. Hey, 
Well, listen, I um, I love eight. Yeah. How do you spell Canada? C-A-N-A-D-A. Uh, it's an old joke, but I like it. Hey, um, you use a lot of gratitude in your work. And in your book, you talk about, you know, you, when you're in a state of gratitude, you can't be in a state of, of judgment and so on. Uh, how do you get people to start on that gratitude journey that has become so important to you in your practice? Well, we have to be willing to start. So first is the information, the awareness of how dynamically impactful gratitude can be. And one of the things I ask people to do is to think back to a time when you were grateful for something or someone, and did you like the way it felt? And the answer, of course, is yes, I would like a lot more of that. Well, then with that awareness, now it's time to start cultivating it and recognizing that you can either have gratitude or you can have judgment. They don't coexist. And recognizing that it's our choice, we think that somehow the world happens to us. And one of the things I let people know is your point of view creates your reality. Reality doesn't create your point of view. So you'll have two people who experience the exact same situation and where one looks from a space of gratitude to see the gift in it and the possibility in it. Another that looks from the place of this is wrong and this happened to me and now I'm going to get angry and now I'm going to hate the world. Well, <clears throat> you see how moving forward, the one who chooses the gratitude has an easier time and starts to create something different, something with more space. And so as I know you do and so many people do, one of the suggestions is to start writing a list of things you're grateful for, things and people that you're grateful for. At least one thing you're grateful for every day, one person you're grateful for, and one thing about you that you're grateful for. And maybe keep it as a running note on your phone. And then when you need a pick-me-up, go to that gratitude list and read and see if by the time you get halfway through that list, your heart doesn't melt open again. Because anything less than gratitude, and gratitude is one of the experiences of, of the energy, if you will, or the space of being us when we're really being us. But anything less than that is less than us being us. So we have a different choice. You know, it's really interesting, those three things you talk about. You know, my wife and I, we have a ritual at the end of the day. We say, what are three things you're grateful for? I love the way you've divided that up. What's one thing you're grateful for in your day? A person. And that last one about yourself, I think is really insightful. Like, what is it that you like about yourself? You know, when you look in the mirror, what, what do you like? Um, I'll, I'll share a funny story with you. Uh, working my way through college, right? I had to earn money to, to pay my tuition. We sold books door to door. And that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough, you know, you're knocking on doors and we're selling books. And one of the rituals we had was you'd wake up in the morning and you'd look in the mirror and you'd say, you handsome devil, don't you ever die. <laughs> and it was just a goofy, goofy way to start your day, right? Well, listen, we've got some questions coming into the question command center. So I want to throw it to uh, JP in Wichita, Kansas. And by the way, your tribe has showed up. We've got a bunch of your fans in the, in the chat box. So this is going to be fun. So JP, what, what's the question you've got for uh, Dr. Dane? Yeah, it's the, the chat is just blowing up with your fan base talking about the tools from Access. So I just can't wait for people to continue to explore your programs, those of us who are, haven't been exposed to it before. So the first question is, can you speak more to how the program removed that darkness or released that burden for you? Was it about perspective? Well, we, on that, there, 
and now we get tongue tied because we have so many things, so many tools of different ways to change different things. But that particular thing is called access consciousness bars. And it's a light touch technique that is done on the head. Most of what we do is verbal uh, in class, et cetera, or one-on-one. -on -one. But this particular thing, we've done studies and found that it actually changes your brain waves to activate the brain waves that are for gratitude, um, connection with everything, and also creativity simultaneously. And so this is a thing, and, and we actually had our international uh, or our global bars day uh, just a little over a week ago now. And there were stories from people all over the world, thousands of people who have had these stories of change after receiving this hands-on process. So what it does is it, it seems to dissipate the electromagnetic component of thought, which sounds a little bit technical, but if you realize like polarity, the positive and the negative, the good and the bad, the right and the wrong are what weigh most heavily on us, it sort of pulls the circuit on that being valuable. And so you have this sense of relaxation and talk about changing perspective, but it's, it, it changes your perspective dynamically, but organically, it's not that, oh, I need to change my perspective on this. Let me fight against my old perspective. Let me work really hard to choose something new. It's more like, no, this is the space of the perspective you would have if you didn't have those limitations you were functioning from. So here's that space. Now, what can you choose? Really interesting. So that's the touch technique. What, what are some of the verbal techniques that, uh, that you might share with our listeners? Well, one really simple one that we can all embrace is to start asking questions rather than coming to conclusion. And some great questions are like, what's right about this I'm not getting? Because if you're willing to look for it, there's, right about, there's something right about everything that occurs, except for my English today. I'm getting a little tongue tied. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's one question. What's right about this I'm not getting or what's right about me I'm not getting. Another great question is what else is possible that I've never considered? And another one is how does it get any better than this whenever something good happens or something bad happens? And we have so many others, but the idea is if we can function from question rather than conclusion, then we always can open up other doorways of possibility. What most people do is they'll have something occur and they'll go, oh, and they'll go, oh, that's bad, that's wrong, or, or that hurts or whatever it is. And anytime you come to a decision, a judgment or a conclusion, you're stuck with what you decided, judged or concluded. So you don't have the freedom to have the space that you would have when you're being you free of those. And so the question is about opening a doorway of possibilities and an open-ended question where you're not actually looking for an answer. What else is possible? What's right about this I'm not getting? What's right about me I'm not getting? How does it get any better than this? And use that when you're presented with a situation where you don't think something else is possible. They work really dynamically then because there's always another possibility if we're willing to look for it. You know, it's really interesting. I, I love that, you know, you quiz yourself. You kind of change your mindset. And I love that. How can it get any better than this? It, it sounds like something my dad would say. That he was the happiest guy I, I ever met. Um, I, I have a question for you, though. Like, I get, like, you know, when times are good, you say, hey, how can it get any better than this? How do you get people to buy into gratitude when times are tough? I mean, and you've been through some tough times. 
Yes. And that is why for me, one of the things that I always start the conversation with, with people is your life is your choice. How your life shows up is not up to anybody else. It's up to you. And if you allow the world out there to do it, what you're going to get is the lowest common denominator that is available. So our lives are actually up to us. How would you like to have your life show up for you? Would you like to navigate it differently than the people that are suffering? And that doesn't mean that you don't contribute to those that are suffering. It doesn't mean you don't contribute to those that may not have the awareness something else is possible. In fact, it's really, it's like if you see a lot of people swimming in the cesspool of nothing else is possible, which a lot of people have been for the last couple of years, more than, more than we even saw before. Well, it's only when you're out of the cesspool out of the suffering that you have the capacity to contribute, you know, throwing them a, a, a life preserver or being able to pull them out to higher ground. And so for those of us that actually desire to create something greater, not only for ourselves, but for all of our brothers and sisters, in actuality, swimming in the cesspool of suffering is not the way to do it. The way to do it is to embrace that there's something else possible, realize that the quality of my life is up to one person, and that is me. And I can't blame anybody else for what's going on. Corona, the government, my wife, my husband, my kids, my bank account. I can't blame anyone or anything else. And now from that place, what can I choose to create the life I truly desire? Great. Just such insightful advice. Thank you so much. Hey, wait, where can people find more about your work? What websites would you send them to? Uh, you can go to drdanehere.com and have a play around. I've got a ton of information there and free resources for people. And also on my YouTube channel and also on Facebook, there are so many videos. On YouTube, I've got something like 900 videos at this point. And on Facebook, there are several hundred that are different things I've done with different topics just as a way of saying, hey, there's a different possibility here. You know, we're all in this thing together. And if any of us gets more ease, that makes the journey easier and greater for all of us. And that is one of the greatest gifts that we can be is actually to navigate things with more ease and inspire other people. So I've done my best to put as many resources as possible out there that people can check out um, free of charge and, and see that something different is truly available now. Amazing. Well, our guest is uh, Dr. Dane here. He is the co-creator of Access Consciousness. He's a speaker. He's an author. He's got a million videos everywhere. Just uh, Google them. I'm sure you're going to find some great advice. Hey, we got some more questions coming in. And we'd like to welcome Ellen from Brazil and Barat from uh, New Jersey. We got Ona from Romania. So, uh, JP, the the chat box is, is getting really interesting there. What question would you like to ask uh, the fine doctor. It's really interesting. I had to get a shuffle to find the question amid all the compliments coming in from all over the world for the program. It's amazing. So let me put it down for a second. Sarah asks, what tools do you use to get over the stuck points that happen in our daily lives, Dr. Dane? Okay. So here's the, here's the number one thing that you want to embrace. And it's going to sound a little weird, but you want to ask, who does this belong to? Um, when what we have is 98%. This is one of the tools that set me free from depression 21 years ago, in addition to bars, which was who does this belong to? And it's based on the idea 
that 98% of our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, and our yuck, stuck, and what the heck points of view are actually not ours. We pick up things like we're big psychic radio receivers. Like if you've ever been in a relationship and you know your partner's upset with you and you haven't even seen them or talked to them, you're like, I wonder what I did wrong. Okay, I better go home right now, you know, and find out. It's because we're aware of the wavelength of their, what their thoughts, feelings, and emotions are going on right there. And so as far as the stuck goes, and also um, the burnout, these are two things that are so present in our world right now. And so it's like this terrible game of telephone where somebody feels stuck and then they hand it off to the next person who hands it off to the next, who hands it off to the next, but every single person involved is getting a version of it. And so if you ask, who does this belong to? Is this mine? And you may not get it at first, but the idea is if you feel stuck and you ask, who does this belong to? Is this mine? If it lightens up at all, what it means is you're picking up stuck from other people. And what the whole idea of this is you can't change something and you can't find the source of it if it's not yours. So for example, it's like, if you look at looking at, from the perspective of sadness, what happens when you say I'm sad? Well, you're sad, but what's the difference between I'm sad and I perceive sadness? Perceiving is here it is and I'm aware of it. I'm sad is I'm being this. And then, and here's the weird part is if you're doing sadness or doing stuck or doing burnout and you go, oh my God, I feel so burnout. What happens is now you intensify it for you. But if, if you were not the germinal source of it, in other words, if it's not actually about what's going on in your life, then you will attribute it to something that it's not and it'll get even stickier. So the way, and there's so much more beyond this, you know, with, with thousands of tools available, trying to, you know, trying to make just one the thing <laughs> is a little challenging, <laughs> but this is a, this is a beginning where you go, who does this belong to? Is it mine? And if it lightens up at all, if it lightens up at all, it's at least part of it is something you're aware of in the world around you because we are all connected. Yeah. Great stuff. You know, we want to give uh, one little shout out to our sponsor here, Methods Of. They've got a great offer for our, our viewers. Again, investing in yourself and surrounding yourself with good people like Marshall Goldsmith and Martin Lindstrom. You know, all you've got to do at checkout when you sign up for the annual membership is put in Gratitude 2022 and you get a 50% discount. Take a little screenshot of that and, and give it a look because the courses really are remarkable. Well, um, you know, uh, Dr. Dane, I want to talk to you a little bit about New Year's resolutions, right? We all set these goals and it's the 27th of January. Most of them are already gone by the wayside. You talk about don't set goals, set targets. Now we've got two minutes left, so I'm only going to give you 30 seconds. I know you got thousands of tools. <laughs> What's the difference between a target and a goal? Well, the original meaning of goal was jail. And what I've noticed is people will set goals, but if they achieve them and don't acknowledge it, they will destroy what they have just created so they can go back and achieve the goal. So instead, you want to set a target, a target you can shoot at and a target. You don't judge yourself if you miss. You just aim and take another shot and get better over time. And here's my suggestion for a target. 12 months from now, look at what if you chose it and created it would make your life and make you go, wow. And set those as your targets. Make 2022 the year of wow. 
That is so great. You know, um, <laughs> that target thing is so much better than, like you say, going to jail. You know, because I, you know, you set goals, and you're right. I never thought of it that way. Is that you will disrupt everything else to hit that one goal, whether it's really productive or not. Well, listen, we got a lot of questions coming in and, and we'll encourage everybody to, to go online on LinkedIn and, and we'll answer as, as, as many as we can. You know, I always like to ask um, our guests, what is your personal gratitude practice? What's your favorite? I know you have many. If you were to share one, what is, what is your favorite gratitude practice that your ritual that you do every day? Every day, what I do is interacting. The biggest thing that I do is, is in interacting with others. I let them know how grateful I am for them. I, we have hundreds of people that are employed by us that we get to work with. And when they do something, I, I thank them every single day. Our housekeeper, I thank her as I'm walking by her every single day. And, and also what I do is at the end of the day, I look back and I do the exact same thing I suggest everybody else do, which is what one thing am I grateful for today? about today? What am I grateful for um, about uh, one other person? And what am I grateful for about me? And, but I, I go back to, again, that expression of that gratitude. It's one thing to have gratitude for somebody, but when you express it and it's received and you feel their world open up, you really get the gift of what gratitude creates. Yeah. You know, the, the, the gift of gratitude that I love so much is the more you give, the more you get. You know, not only does yeah. it cheer up someone else, it makes your day better. Okay, so I normally I would say, okay, Dr. Dane, where did you find your gratitude today? I'm going to change it up. I'm going to say, okay, Dr. Dane, what's one thing you're grateful for today? What's one person you're grateful for today? And what's one thing you're grateful about yourself? Go ahead. Okay, I got to say, one thing I'm grateful for is that we can be here with all these beautiful people having this conversation and have it so beautifully received. And one person I'm grateful for is you, my friend. And I got to say on the methods of, you are one of their people. It has to be great. That's all I'm saying. And um, <laughs> I'm, I get nothing from it. Okay. I just want to acknowledge that. I've known you for 45 minutes. I know this. And uh, one thing I'm grateful for about myself is my willingness to never stop and to always keep going no matter what it looks like and, and to keep on the journey no matter what. Well, this has been so delightful. Listen, um, go to his website, buy his books, book him as a speaker. I mean, you know, this is a small sampling of the goodness that you're going to get when you spend some time with Dr. Dane here. We have one commercial that we love, and it's from our publisher about our book, Leading with Gratitude. You know, Alan Mulally, the guy that saved the Ford Motor Company, said, I love, love, love this book. And then Dr. Dane, we have a not so subtle call to action that says, Buy me, buy me, buy me. <laughs> hey, we're grateful for you as our guest. And uh, this is our team. Okay. We got JP in Wichita, Kansas. We got we got Atlanta, Georgia with Christy Lawrence. We've got you in Houston. I'm in Summit, New Jersey. We got Bray Klein, our producer, world class in Austin, Texas. Our tradition, as you know, Dr. Dane, is we dance it out. So Brett, bring up the music. Here we go. Your best dance moves. Say, hey, be grateful for something. Be grateful for somebody and be grateful for yourself. We will see you next week at one o'clock. Be kind, be grateful, be of service. Check it out. See you on LinkedIn. Thanks, everybody.